0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the My Sister's Keto podcast. I am your host, Sharita. And today is February 14th, 2019. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. Lovers of keto anyway. Oh my gosh, that's so lame. Anywho, (laughs) welcome to today's show. We have a jam packed show, so we're going to get right into it. But before we do, you know, I got to send some love and gratitude to everybody that's tuning in right now and listening. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you to my first time listeners. Thank you to the return listeners. You guys rock. So let's get into today's episode, which is titled Back to Basics. So let's get into it. Today's episode is called Back to Basics. And the thing that prompted me to do another episode talking about the basics of keto are two things. Um, first of all, there was a really great post I saw in Facebook today. And I actually saved it so that I could read it to you guys today because this lady pretty much confirmed everything that I've been saying for weeks. Um, I really I had to thank her and, you know, give her an imaginary high five for this um, for this post. And I am going to read it to you in just a second. Um, The second thing that happened was a news story that came out that basically told us what we already know, that artificial sweeteners that are inside of um, zero calorie sodas and and diet sodas and things like that um, are linked with stroke, heart attack um, and cancer and so and it's crazy because it's like all the things that we should already know but there are some folks out there that still insist on drinking the the diet sodas and all that kind of stuff so we're going to talk about that um in a little bit as well but I first wanted to get into this post and I'm going to read it to you really quickly and then we're going to kind of again have a recap of what you know keto is and the protocol and things like that so Here is this woman's post. She writes, not seeing results? Here are a few questions that you can ask yourself and maybe something on the list can help you understand why you may not be getting the results you want or you're stuck in a stall. Are you eating too much or too little fat? Are you eating too much or too little protein? Are you drinking enough water? Half of your body weight in ounces daily. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you stressing too much? Are you eating too much sugar substitute? Are you eating too much nut or nut flour or milk? Are you eating sneaky carbs such as pre-shredded cheese, fruit, and high-carb vegetables? Are you eating too much cheese? Are you eating or drinking too much dairy? Are you tracking your food? What are your macro goals? Also, don't be a slave to the scale. Many people see scale results, but many do not at times. Measure three spots on your torso, belly, arms, legs, bust. Take pictures and check how your clothes fit. Remember people with a lot to lose will tend to lose a lot faster or more at first. Sometimes, people who are working out will see less results on the scale, but better measurements and better pictures. When you are looking for answers, go through all of this and answer them all honestly. Go back to basics. Bulletproof coffee with eggs and bacon for breakfast, meat and cheese for lunch, olive or pickles for snacks, meat and low-carb vegetables for dinner. Do something like this for a week and maybe you'll see a shift in your appetite or weight. Not many people want to talk about their bathroom habits, but maybe you are not having enough bowel movements. There is no one answer to help everyone. Sometimes taking a step back to look at the big picture will help. Stay strong and keto on. So, again, I totally was giving this woman a high five. Um, pretty much everything she said in this post, I agree with, with the exception of one teeny tiny thing. And that's when she said the olives are pickles for snacks. Now, I have no problem with olives or pickles. In fact, I love olives. I think that they are excellent little fat treats. You know, they're totally healthy fats. So, olive on. However, um, I do have, take issue with uh, advising people to have snacks. Um, basically, we want to just eat the three times a day. Um, I don't think I personally don't encourage snacking. um, So there's that. But you know, if you're hungry, and you know, you want to eat a little snack, some olives will will do you right. So anyway, that was the only the only small and that's a really small detail. She really kind of been she really said everything that I've been saying for weeks in that one little post. So I really appreciated that. So let's go back to basics. Let's just recap what keto is. Um, we know that it's the elimination of the simple carbs, sugar, and most of the processed foods that we've come to know and love from our diets, right? Eliminating those simple carbs and bringing your complex carbs down to about 5% of your caloric intake or about 20 grams or less retrain your body to go from burning carbs, carbohydrates, for energy to instead burning fat and that's what we want right as your body becomes fat adapted it will then begin to start burning your stored body fat so your stomach your love handles you know what I'm saying that back fat you're gonna start burning that for energy and let me tell y'all something when that happens your energy levels will go through the roof I mean, it got to the point where, I mean, I literally was having trouble sleeping at night. And so, you know, because I had so much just energy. And so your body's burning more efficiently. That cognitive function is coming back. Your mind is just clear and everything just seems to be firing off on all cylinders. So definitely a good, good thing. But in order to get there, you have to not be putting more carbs in the more carbs you put in the more carbs you're going to continue to burn. So, you know, there's that, right? So we know that keto, you want to go with around a 70 calorie protocol, right? So this is that 70 grams of healthy fats, 25 grams of moderate protein and five grams of low carbs. This is not talking about food volume. This is strictly talking about your caloric intake. So 70% of the calories that you're taking in are going to be those good, healthy fats, right? So remember, you're not eating unlimited fat. You really want to make sure that you stay around 70 percent. You don't really want to go less than 50 percent, but right around 70 percent of your caloric intake should be those good, healthy fats. Right. And this is the lever. This is the thing that's going to keep you satisfied. So you won't be hungry between meals and you won't need to snack and you know, your body's going to burn that stored fat if you're staying right around 70%. Okay, not your body won't if you eat more than that 70%, your body's just going to burn the dietary fat that you're taking in. So, you know, if you stay around the 70%, you're definitely going to start to see your body fat reduce. Okay, so when we're talking about healthy fats, just to recap, we're talking about olives, olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, grass-fed butter, ghee, um, nuts. Um, you want to take it easy on the nuts, but, you know, um, pecans are super duper good. I never thought of that, by the way, but pecans are actually really, really good sources of of good healthy fat. Um. When we're looking at healthy fats, you can also take uh, uh, eggs, some dairy and some natural cheeses, but you really want to use caution because dairy tends to give a lot of folks, if, if you're inc- intolerant or you have um, allergies or you have inflammation issues, dairy for a lot of people will exacerbate that. I know for me, I don't drink milk like that um I do have um a little bit of heavy whipping cream on occasion um but I don't eat a lot of dairy I try not to Um, another really healthy fat is the MCT oil, which MCT oil gets a bad rap because everybody knows it. They're like, oh yeah, that's the keto thing. And so people think, oh, you're just guzzling MCT oil to, to get into ketosis. And that's not true. The only way to get into ketosis so that you can start burning that fat is to reduce your carbs down to that, that, um, 20 grams or less that 5% of your diet um mct oil can be a really great help if you're having trouble getting your fats in um it's a really great source of energy for the body um i know a lot of people put mct oil in their coffee um i don't because i don't like the texture but i i mean i have been known to take a tablespoon of mct oil down like a shot so The thing about it is, is that it can't be stored in the body. So if you um, don't use the energy, like say you take MCT oil at night, (laughs) you're going to have to take a bathroom trip. So you're definitely not going to have the bowel movement issue that the lady was talking about in her, in her post. Um, Yeah. So definitely MCT oil can be a really great resource. Now, when we're looking at our 25% of uh, protein, we wanna make sure that we're eating the highest quality protein that we can afford, right? and that protein is your goal. You want to meet your protein, right? Your body needs to uh to keep its muscles. Some of us that are working out, um we break down our muscles when we're lifting those weights, and so we need that protein to help build them back up, to help keep our tissue in order. So, you want to get the highest quality you can afford. I always people that know me, that have talked to me in person, talked to me online, y'all know. I love grass-fed ground beef. I will spend the money on some grass-fed ground beef. Um, It's very, very, very rare for me to buy conventional ground beef. However, with that being said, you can buy conventional ground beef. There's no problem with that. I understand finances just like everybody else, right? Sometimes you don't have seven bucks to spend on grass-fed ground beef when you can get conventional ground beef for $3, so... Definitely, you want to try just to get the highest quality uh, meats and food that you can afford. If you can afford the organic free range chicken, get that. Um, If you can afford the good, you know, beef, get that. Pork. I know a lot of people have problems with pork. They say, oh, pork is really dirty. And, you know, it's funny because Dr. Berg mentioned this in one of his videos. He says, if you think pork is dirty, then you need to look and you're eating chicken, then you need to look at yourself because chickens are extremely (laughs) dirty creatures. And it just kind of made me giggle. But pork is also a good um, source of protein, fatty fish like salmon and sardines. Um, One source of protein that gets overlooked is bone broth. Right. Like. Some good old bone broth, and not only does it have, is it a really good source of protein, but it's also a really good source of collagen and vitamin, those good vitamins that help your skin stay nice and supple and tight. Um, so. I don't do it every day anymore, but when I first started doing keto, I was drinking um, eight ounces of bone broth, and I would stick a scoop of collagen peptides. So it's a protein, basically, it's like a, a unflavored protein powder, collagen peptides, into my bone broth. And to this day, I do not have any loose skin at all. Now, a part of that I feel like is because I also was not trying to lose weight very rapidly. I continued to work out and I was doing the collagen peptides. So definitely if you are thinking you might be in danger of having a bit of loose skin, that's something definitely to keep in mind. Um, and we can I can do an episode about uh, collagen and all that kind of stuff. I may insert that into the um, herbal, even though it's not really an herbal, but I might insert that into the herbal. We might find a way to, to put that in there, but yeah. So moving on. <laughs> of your caloric intake needs to go ahead and be those carbs. Like we said, you don't want to exceed on your carbs, okay? So where your fat is the lever and your protein is the goal, your carbs are the limit. So, you know, you want to be getting less than 20 grams. The less, the fewer than 20 grams you get, the more you're going to be in ketosis, the more fat you're going to burn, okay? Okay. So when we're talking about low carb veggies, we're talking about uh leafy greens such as spinach, kale, um, we've talked about zucchini, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms, turnips, rutabagas, cucumbers. Basically, you want to strive to get as close to five to seven cups a day as possible. And it's actually not as hard as you think. Um the really cool thing about most of these vegetables is that they are very um vitamin dense and but they and they're voluminous but they're not calorie dense so you can actually <laughs> that 5% of your daily caloric intake it's a it, it equates to a lot of vegetables <laughs> so you can definitely get in your 5 to 7 uh cups and not have a problem um you really want to take in those vegetables and you don't want to be shy about it because you got to think these vegetables have that good protein in it that potassium that mesium or excuse me that fiber i said protein i'm thinking fiber Oh my goodness, it must be tired. <laughs> but those greens, vegetables that some people always try to avoid and they say, oh, I don't like it, that has your fiber in it, your potassium, your magnesium. And then those are the things that are going to help you, right? Especially in the beginning when, you know, you have the potential to be suffering from the keto flu. A lot of times the reason why people are suffering from keto flu is because they're short on magnesium. They're short on that potassium. If you find yourself having muscle cramps in the middle of the night, your calf is seasoned up on you, your back is seasoned up on you. It's because you're not getting enough of your electrolytes, specifically your magnesium. You better get you some spinach in your life. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and as well as avocado, avocados are a really great source of those, um, of that magnesium. You know what I'm saying? So definitely don't be afraid of the green stuff. I'm telling you, it is good for you. You can whip it up good, make it taste really nice. I mean, and furthermore, another thing that's going to help you lead to having less stored fat is the fact that these green leafy vegetables have that butyric acid in them, and which, That butyric acid lowers insulin, blood sugar, things like that. You're not storing as much fat. And that's what we're striving for. We're striving to get rid of this this fat so we can look our best, feel our best. We can think our best. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? And so one more note before we go to break. I'm going to tell you what we're not eating, okay? We're not eating processed foods, most processed foods, right? Most processed foods have hidden sugars in them. So I implore you, please make sure if you're buying processed stuff like uh, pasta sauce, read the label. Make sure that there's no added sugar. If you're buying mayonnaise, read the label. Make sure there's no added sugar. If you're buying seasoning, did y'all know that Lowry seasoning salt got sugar in it? You have to read the label. I found out, (laughs) true story, this happened to me yesterday. And it's my fault for not reading the label, but I have been buying um, ginger paste instead of um, getting whole ginger root just because it's a little easier to work with. You can measure it out a little better. And I was making um, my keto faux soup, which if you follow me on Instagram at my sister's keto diet, you would see um, the soup that I make. And it takes about a tablespoon or so of ginger. I'm a ginger girl, so I usually add a little squeeze more. But something told me to look at it. And when I looked at the ingredients, sure enough, dextrose. And I was just disappointed. I put it back and went on and got me a fresh ginger root to cut up. So I'm just saying, if you're eating stuff that's processed you have to read the label because even stuff that you would I never would think that Laurie seasoning salt got saw uh, sugar in it but sure enough so also what we're not eating as far as sugars are concerned sugar so that means table sugar agave maple syrup honey uh sugar in the raw cane sugar coconut sugar if it's sugar we're not eating it <laughs> You would be surprised how many people DM me and ask me about, well, is honey okay? What about maple syrup? Is sugar in the raw? Well, no, no cane sugar, coconut sugar no, sugar, no. In fact, if you look at the um, the label, and this is again while I tell you guys to read the label, if you look at the label for the stevia in the wrong, the wrong. Cause it is wrong. It's not Stevia in the wrong. <laughs> it's called Stevia in the raw. If you look at the label, it actually contains, um, it's a mix of Stevia and cane sugar. So nope, you have to read the label. Um, I know that, um, I follow uh black keto girl on Instagram and she was saying, um, one of her, um, vanilla extracts actually had some ingredients in it that go against keto. So I mean, y'all, we, we got to get really, really diligent about reading labels. So now that I've beat that horse to death, we're going to take a little break and then we'll get right back to it. Welcome back to My Sister's Keto, I'm Sharita, your host, and today we're just going back to the basics and just recapping Keto. Um, When we left off, we were talking about sweeteners, and it's so crazy that that news story came out that uh, was talking about the diet sodas and the artificial sweeteners that are in them that are uh, associated with diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and stroke. And it's crazy because I'm literally looking at my show notes, and um, for those of you guys that don't know, I actually write notes to myself, um, show notes, so that I know what I want to talk about when I get on the mic here. And literally, this is what I wrote for my show notes. I wrote, artificial sweeteners. They cause you to crave more sugary foods. And while they are considered, quote unquote, safe in moderation, they're associated with a higher risk of glucose intolerance, a precursor to diabetes and diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and stroke. Isn't that crazy? I literally, seriously, like, I should take a picture of this and post this because. I literally wrote this in my show notes and I wrote these notes hours and hours ago now when we're talking about artificial sweeteners what are we talking about here we're talking about aspartamine malatol, sucralose high fructose corn syrup splenda and uh maldextrone I mean and those are just the ones right off the top of my head you know there's dextrose there's all kinds of artificial sweeteners out there and um you know, what's crazy to me is, is that I used to be a Splenda fiend. You hear me? I used to put Splenda in everything, you know, sweet tea, this, that, the third. I had no idea how dangerous it really is. You know, I I, I, I put Splenda and I said this before, I put Splenda in the same category as tilapia. Like, why, why would you even do that? You know? <laughs> Oh, and I used to be a tilapia girl too. Um, When I was eating a higher protein diet, it's like protein gains, rah, 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 you know. I would be eating um, what I would eat uh, six times a day. And um, for my third meal, so my breakfast, and then I'd have like a a meal between breakfast and my lunch. And so for lunch, I'd have a piece of tilapia with some red beans and some spinach. (laughs) as my third meal so yeah just you know when you learn and you know better you do better so there you go so when we're again when we're talking about our artificial sweeteners just don't even do it guys sweet and low don't do it what is that other one it's not sweet and low it's it's equal don't do it it's not equal to anything you know there are so many better better natural sweeteners out there that are keto friendly such as stevia like actual stevia not stevia in the raw or wrong or however you say it (laughs) stevia monk fruit erythritol swerve You know, you still want to be conservative with them, even though they're keto friendly. A lot of these, like if you eat too much of it, um, I know for me, if I've had a little bit too much, I get a little bloated. Um, Some folks get upset stomachs and some people they get they actually get kicked out of ketosis. Um, So I don't know how much you'd have to eat to do that, but I imagine it's a lot because most of these that I just named these four are the main four that I personally appreciate um they all have a glycemic index of zero so when we're looking at the glycemic index let's take a just a recap of this real quick so table sugar has a glycemic index of 68 splenda 80 and high fructose corn syrup 87 so you got to think about the uh, level of the insulin response that takes place when you eat, say, some high fructose corn syrup. And you know what has a lot of high fructose corn syrup? Cereal. The stuff we feed our kids. You know, the stuff we feed ourselves. A lot of us eat, still eat some, you know, some Fruit Loops every now and then or whatever. You know, that's no joke. And then we wonder why so many of us have pre-diabetes or are diabetic. And, you know, we thought we were doing everything right. Right. So definitely something to keep in mind. These are all natural sweeteners. The stevia, the monk fruit, monk fruit, personally, a, a one, my, my favorite, <laughs> it's the most like actual sugar. It It's a one-to-one ratio. So if you're making um, something that needs a little, sh- that the recipe calls for sugar, you can actually use the monk fruit in its place. Um, it doesn't have an aftertaste. Uh, I know that the Swerve has like a cooling. I wish I could describe it to you guys. It has like a cooling taste to it. Um, Sometimes the Stevia has a little bitter aftertaste to it. So definitely if I had to pick something, I would pick the uh, monk fruit sweetener for sure. So again, I'm going to go back to reading the labels. Definitely want to make sure that you're reading your labels. Read, read, read. That way you're not inadvertently eating something that A, may throw you out of ketosis, or B, make make you have a stall. Because there's nothing worse than when somebody um, DMs me and they say, help, you know, I need help, I don't know what's going on. And come to find out, it's just, it's something that's easily preventable had they read the label or had they just taken it a little easy. Um, I spoke with someone yesterday who had expressed to me her her love of fat bombs. And I said, well, honey, you might have to, you know, might have to pump the brakes on that a little bit. Um, So when people come to me, I know that there are different versions of keto out there. I know there's lazy and I said this yesterday. There's lazy keto, dirty keto, strict keto. First of all, I don't ever want to call anything lazy or dirty. If you don't want to measure macros, that doesn't make you lazy. That might just make you busy. You know, um, if you want to drink diet soda, that doesn't make your version dirty. That just means, you know, that's just your thing. You happen to like the diet sodas, even though I really, really wish you wouldn't. You know, especially given the fact that we know that the artificial sweeteners that are used in those diet sodas are uh, are associated with higher risk of really bad stuff, you know. I don't know each and every one of you personally. I probably have talked to quite a few of you guys, but I don't ever want to see any of you guys having to deal with getting treatments for cancer or for having had a stroke. Like, literally. Um, so, I actually have a high likelihood of stroke in my family. My grandmother, my maternal grandmother um, had a stroke, and recently my biological father had a stroke. So, you guys, I don't ever want to see any of you guys go through what either of those two wonderful, brave individuals have gone through. Um, so, you know, if it came down to drinking water versus drinking the artificial uh, or the diet soda, just drink some water. Just seriously. And you know what? We need so much of it anyway. Right. The minimum you should be drinking, in my opinion, is half your body weight in water. I know some people say that that's their maximum whatever suits you, but I try to get in a gallon a day. So there's that, but definitely read your labels. Definitely make sure that you are um, staying away from the stuff that could potentially kill you. And I know there's somebody out there. I I know what you're saying. I can hear you. Okay. We're going to die anyway. Yeah. But you know what? At this point, it's about quality of life also. And again, I care about you guys. I don't want to see you suffer you know, needlessly because of some artificial sweeteners. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, in a nutshell, in today's episode, we've gone over um, the basics of keto, right? We talked about what it is, the eating protocol, you know, the 70% of the high healthy fats. You're not guzzling MCT oil. You're not eating nothing but bacon and butter. Like some people would have you to believe Nope, you're eating that good, healthy stuff. You know, olives, olive oil, coconut oils, um, pecans, which that was new to me. I actually learned that today about how good pecans are supposed to be for you. I personally don't like pecans, but you know what? If it came down to it, I would definitely, you know, throw some in a salad. So there's that. (laughs) You want to eat 25% of your daily caloric intake of good Healthy protein, you know, you want to get as good a quality protein as you can afford and then 5% of your caloric intake Are your good? Carbs your good green leafy vegetables now remember that 5% is not saying that uh Not volume wise that's going to be caloric intake wise so Calorically speaking is small volume speaking depending on how you prepare it. It's big and it's filling so Definitely not gonna go hungry doing keto for sure. I don't know where people got the idea that if you do keto, you're gonna starve. Or my personal favorite is I can't do keto because anything that prevents you from eating one whole group food group is bad for you. First of all, you have all the food groups here. You can eat fruit, right? You can have blueberries on keto, you can have raspberries on keto, can you eat bananas? Probably not. But trust me, none of us got fat eating bananas. Okay. (laughs) So don't even fool yourself with that lie. None of us got fat eating carrots. None of us got fat eating tomatoes. So I don't know what the guy's name is. But I had uh, someone on my Instagram um, chastise me for using uh, sun dried tomatoes in one of my recipes. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like guy you know my guy none of us got fat eating sun-dried tomatoes the four sun-dried tomatoes that I used and quartered you know it looks like a lot because I chopped it into small pieces but it, this is not gonna this is not gonna throw you out of ketosis you know <laughs> none of us got fat eating sun-dried tomatoes I can guarantee if you did please I, if you got fat eating sun-dried tomatoes, please hit me up on Instagram. Please, please, please. And take pictures. I want to see it. And I promise you, you know what? I will I will make you some food. I will make you a cake. If you can show me that you got fat eating sun-dried tomatoes, I will bake you a whole cake. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how I even got on that topic. Anyway, <laughs> and this is why I write show notes, by the way, because if I didn't, So my last point before we go into the close is so the lady that wrote that wonderful piece for Facebook today, you know, she talked about if you're having a stall, but what can you do to prevent a stall? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sharita. I actually wrote down the steps to try to keep you out of a stall okay and and this is probably not even a complete list I'm probably going to um look at this later and be like dang it I should have said this and dang it I should have said that but this is what I wrote down in my show notes so you want to get a good macro calculator or counter slash tracker then you want to calculate your macros so basically this is this is step by step right once you've done the research and decided that keto's for you what should you do Well, first step, you know, find yourself a good uh, macro counter or tracker. Um, I like Cart manager. I find that it's super easy to use. I do not use the automatic um, the automatic food stats um, because sometimes they're wrong. And some people kind of get bent, uh, bent up about it, been out of shape about that. I don't use that. I use the macro counter and then I actually manually input my own stats in. <laughs> so that way I know that the stuff that I normally use, like my butter is right. My, this is that right. You know, my that's right. Um, because I put it in based off of the nutritional data that's on the package that I'm using. Um, again, I know it's an additional step and I know it's a pain in the butt, but it's it's the steps it's those pain in the butt steps that separate the folks that are successful from some of the folks that may not be as successful now please do not write me and do not say well I lost 115 pounds and I didn't count not one macro you can be successful not counting macros however and I've said this before if you are facing a stall or if you're not losing the way that you think that you should be losing how will you know what needs to be adjusted if you're not tracking if you're not writing it if you're not recording this and maybe it's the old military mindset that I have that says that you know if you didn't write it down it didn't happen you know (laughs) so that's just my feeling on it if you're doing lazy keto if you're doing dirty keto which again I hate 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 even saying it like that we've got to come up with a better term but if you're doing the other versions of keto fine And if you're finding success, I am super happy for you. But for the folks that uh, maybe need a little bit of extra assistance um, and aren't finding the goals that they want, I'm just saying it worked for me. So you want to find yourself a good macro counter tracker. You want to find out what your macros are. You know, what does that 70% of healthy fat look like for you in terms of of your caloric intake? You know, what it looks like for me may not be the same for you. The same thing with the protein and the carbs. You know, what's 5% of my daily caloric intake may not be 5% of your daily caloric intake. Once you find out what your macros are and once you get that good uh, macro counter, plan. actually plan. take the time to plan out your meals. This will save you so much time, energy, and pain if you do this because there is nothing worse than being so hungry and you over here trying to input your meal into your macro counter and then you kind of find out, you know, you got too much this and not enough that and now you got to try to balance it out and you hungry, you ready to eat, you ready to cook and eat and sit down and And here you are fighting with your macro counter. If you plan your meals out ahead of time, A, it'll save you money at the grocery store because you will buy exactly what you need and nothing more instead of buying a whole bunch of odds and ends and then get home and figure out that you don't have anything to make anything. And you won't have to be trying to fight with your macro counter while you're starving. So, (laughs) and the only, and again, the only reason why I know this stuff, y'all, is because I've been there. I have been there, (laughs) I've been standing in my kitchen making a meal for my family to eat because they don't eat keto and then fighting with. So I'm hungry. I'm cooking other people's food. And then I'm fighting with my own macro counter to make what I want to cook for myself fit into my macros. Just saying. So once you plan your meals, so you're going to go shop for the best quality food that you can afford. You want to keep your meals simple, like the lady said in the post. If you keep it simple, especially in the beginning, it will not be overwhelming. I know um, a lot of us, because I do it too, right? I look at other people's um, Instagram feeds. I look at a lot of blogs to get recipes and stuff. And I'm like, man, I totally want to make this. But then I don't know how to calculate it in my macro calculator. I have no idea how much I'm eating. Oh, you know keep it simple in the beginning that way it's easier to calculate a little cheaper to buy stuff because i know (laughs) and again this is what experience teaches us right um a lot of the fat bombs require like almond flour and coconut flour and lily's chocolate this and this and that and some it it adds up quickly right and so you're spending money on stuff that you don't even know if you're gonna like because me and the way my taste buds are set up most of those fat bombs I don't eat I didn't even care for like I made um I made chocolate chip fat bombs so chocolate chip cookie fat bombs and it was not a hit I I ate a couple of them and threw. Them, I made like two dozen <laughs> and I only ate like two of them and I threw them in the trash you know a waste of almond flour a waste of Lily's chocolate chips you know stuff that I actually do use and do like so, you know, definitely keep your meal simple until you know what you're gonna like. I mean, don't be afraid to branch out if if you're a little bit more experienced and you know kind of the flavors that you care for. But some of the stuff, you know, you might want to just leave alone. So my biggest piece of advice is to measure and weigh measure weigh, and track everything you're putting into your mouth if you are doing strict keto <laughs> i should caveat that if you're doing strict keto measure weigh and track everything you're putting in your mouth that way again if you are finding yourself hitting a stall or god forbid you're gaining you can take a look am i am i drinking three cups of milk a day am i eating um the pre-shredded cheese, it has a lot of carbs to it. Am I eating too much carbs? Am I eating too much something? You know, is this thing that I did not read the label at the store? Does this contain added sugar? For instance, um, again, the seasoning, taco seasoning has added sugar. Um, mayonnaise um, has a, a lot of added sugar to it as well. Pasta sauce, things like that. Stuff that you don't even really think about. So... You know, definitely, and then things that are not necessarily food associated, sleep, and this is where I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I am really convicted. Um, right now, I am working on quite a few projects. Um, I'm doing this podcast. I am maintaining my website. I'm writing a blog. Um, I have a couple other projects in the works. So right now I'm averaging not eight hours of sleep. <laughs> I'm almost ashamed to say how much sleep I'm, I'm actually averaging a night now. Um, but sleep is super, super important. So if you find yourself hitting a stall, or in my case, and folks like me who, you know, you're maybe are moving forward from fat loss into muscle building, if you're working hard, working out, and you're not seeing some of the gains that you think you should be seeing, you really want to take a look at your sleep schedule and make sure that you are getting enough rest in between your muscle groups and that you're getting enough sleep at night. Of course, water, 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 water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. You want to make sure that you are getting enough water. So I'm not going to beat that dead horse to death like I beat all the other ones up. So making sure you drink enough water. If you're drinking enough water and you are eating enough green leafies, you're definitely going to the bathroom the way that you should. So I don't even need to hit on that. And so with that, I think we are going to close the show. I am not going to do question and answer today. Definitely tomorrow night, though, um, to close the week. So hit me up, please hit me on Instagram at My Sister's Keto Diet. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, My Sister's Keto is the name of the group. We have a wonderful website that I am working on. It's www.mysistersketo.com. And you can also email me at uh, my sisters keto at outlook.com with any of your questions. If you want to just shout me out, if you need some help with something and I can help you, let me know. Um, definitely I've retained I definitely retain privacy for folks. So if you want to ask a question that you want to have me actually read on the show, I'll do that for you as well. And I won't even say your name. So <laughs> With that, if I said anything that you disagree with or that you do agree with or whatnot, please hit me up. Again, that's on Instagram at my sister's keto diet on Facebook. That's my sister's keto. We do have a Facebook group. Um, our email is my sister's keto at outlook.com. And of course, our wonderful website, www.mysistersketo.com. That's www.mysistersketo.com. So that's our show today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and hanging tight. I know today's episode was a bit longer than probably any of the other episodes I've ever done. I just had so much to say and I wanted to get it all out. Um, Let me just express a little bit more gratitude today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my show you know, it really makes me feel good when you guys um, hit me up and tell you tell me how much you're enjoying the show and how much I'm helping out. Um, That's primarily what I'm doing this for is just the joy of actually helping people in the process of meeting their goals. Um, Again, if there's ever anything I can do for you as far as answering questions or things like that about keto, don't be afraid to hit me up. I am a real life person. I have no problems to stop what I'm doing to help you guys out. I really love doing it. So you can find me at Instagram at my sister's keto diet in our Facebook group, my sister's keto. Um, you can email me at my sister's keto at outlook.com. And of course, my wonderful website, www.my That's w sister's keto.com. And on Saturday February 16th here in Ames Iowa I'm going to be at the Ames Public Library Um, that's going to be at 515 Douglas Avenue here in Ames Iowa that's 515 Douglas Avenue in Ames Iowa from 4 to 5 p.m. we're going to be there do you know a quick meet and greet talk about keto for a bit Um, there is going to be a prize giveaway and so I'm super excited I can't wait to meet you guys Um, so yeah That's going to be, again, the Ames Public Library at 515 Douglas Avenue on Saturday. I'll see you guys there. And for those of you that won't be there, that's okay. You know, we're going to talk again soon. So y'all have a good night. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. I love you guys. Bye.